When your son or daughter comes to you and shares a fear he or she is dealing with, one of the best gifts you can give is empathy. Those moments are a perfect opportunity to kind of be a safe place for them. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our parenting department here at the ministry. And uh, Danny, uh, let's talk about little kids, younger children. What are some of the most common fears for that younger age? Well, just remember that fears mainly come with, am I safe? That's the question that fear is trying to answer. So for young kids, it could be the dark, it could be being alone, uh, bugs, big dogs, loud noises, unusual environments. Sometimes it's heights as well for some kids. They don't feel a sense of safety around a a cliff, which is good. Uh, And and a big one can be imaginary monsters that they create. And they may watch something, and then it's created as a potential reality in different places that they're at. Yeah. Many things are, are things that are misinterpreted, yet they're real to them. And uh, kids carry many fears. They but, want to know if they're safe or not. Yeah, and uh, we're going to dial into that more as we hear from Christy Straub and her husband, Dr. Josh Straub. They have three young kids, and they shared lessons that they've learned along the way uh, with Jim Daly. And, and that's the next question I wanted to ask you, what our kids see in us as parents, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm feeling good about that analysis, and other times <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling like, what damage have I done? Yes. And in this area of worry, particularly, we as parents can be demonstrating worry without even knowing it, mm-hmm. and our kids are picking up on it. If mom and dad are worried, yes. I should be worried. Mm-hmm. Yes. So speak to that modeling mm-hmm. that, especially as Christians, you know, fear not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I give you a spirit of peace. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Lord's expecting mm-hmm. out of our relationship, that we have ultimate faith in him to control and be in every circumstance that mm-hmm. we find ourselves in. Yeah. But sometimes we fail yeah. trusting in that. And yeah. then our kids are watching too. Oh, yeah. exactly. I mean, talk about like love, power, and a sound mind, right? But what does a sound mind look like? And obviously we're not going to get that right all of the time. And I think that's the the beautiful thing if we can see it through a lens of grace for ourselves. And maybe, you know, even as you're listening, you could probably put yourself on a scale, zero to 10. How big for example, we're talking about worry specifically today. So for worry, how loud is that volume in your life? Mm. Because for those of us who, it's not as loud for me personally, but for those parents who maybe they've struggled with anxiety. It's louder for me. It's, I wasn't going to like throw you <laughs> under the bus. Was I was just for waiting for you to volunteer that. Nice but, um, and yes. And so <laughs> it's true. And so Based on that, though, you are going to be so much more heightened to seeing that in your child. And just that's no condemnation. It's just being aware of. So if you're aware that worry is louder for you, just recognize that how you deal with it is um, it's not just your personal practice. It's your ability to share that gift with your kids. Oh, and their eyes are wide open. And they're they're watching you. And and you don't have to do it perfectly. I remember one time my daughter came home and again, at least for her and what we often see for girls, social situations, Mm -hmm. for boys as well. But for girls, they're so attuned to social cues, but again, don't have the tools to know how to engage as they're growing up. And so for her, a lot of worry comes around social situations. And I remember telling her a story when I was in first grade and I went out to the recess playground and I walked over to this group of girls. I remember it like it was yesterday. They were standing along this fence line And I walked up and I just thought I would just be able to play with them, you know? And I just walked up and this girl comes out like a bouncer. (laughs) And she says to me, what's on your zipper? 
I'm like, and I grew up in Canada, right? So we're like wearing coats all the time. So I'm like, <laughs> on my zipper, what? And so if you didn't have the letters YYK on your zipper, you weren't allowed to play with them. Oh, that was the YYK club. Yes. <laughs> I see. <laughs> and I remember, I just like, in that moment, like it was the first time I experienced true rejection. Right. And I realized I have no control. Like I don't set the rules. Wow. There's these arbitrary set of social rules that I don't know. Mm. And someone else gets to tell me whether I'm included or not. And I remember walking away and just that imprinted something on me so that every time I entered a social situation as a kid, even up through high school, college, even into adulthood, that trigger of that wound is like, mm. do I... I don't know if I'll be accepted here. Wow. And so if you think about that for our kids, I mean, on the playground, first grade, I, I remember sharing that story with my daughter and I, it was like her eyes got so big to realize, oh, it's not just me. Mm. Mom, mom feels this too. Mom struggles with worry too. And so, and, and we talk about in the book, really practical ways that we can release our worry to God. I We used it like worry birds. You know, when you talk about that feeling that we feel when we worry, where it's like literally feels like your insides oh, are yeah. like flapping around. Yeah. And that the harder and the, and the more we try to control and hold on to that worry, and as adults, we can all identify with this. We try to just like, like iron grip it, right? And it just makes it worse. It's like literally trying to hold on to this flapping bird. And the Lord is just asking us, just just present it to me, like just lift it up to me because you can't handle this, but I can. And so I think giving our kids some really practical tools and just language around, are you holding on to a worry bird right now? Hmm. What, yeah. what, what, what might that look like? And if, you know, if a child is either preverbal or just it's difficult to um, put into language, you know, having them draw something that they're concerned about. All of these things are just ways that we can, again, lean into their heart, but also give them tools so they realize whenever I face this, right. I'm not alone and nor is there shame around this because you'll hear in young kids, there's a lot of questions like the what ifs that we talk about. But as they get older, they stop asking so many questions because there's this shame component mm -hmm. and they're, they're, concerned even as mom and dad what we're going to think of them if they were to ask what's really a vulnerable question um, that this is something they're concerned about it's good to hear Christy's transparency on this topic I think uh, a lot of moms can relate to that uh, emotion she's talking about and I've got girls and so you do too Danny as, as a dad to girls how have you seen that their uh, struggles with social fears and anxieties are particularly poignant. Mm. Well, yeah, I love what Josh and Christy bring around the topic of emotions and specifically fear. And this is such an important one. And I'm sure Josh would say this with, with his children as well, that girls can be very mean and destructive with mm. their words and some passive aggressive yeah, mean type of thing, actions. Yeah. And working in the school system before I joined Focus on the Family and then throughout my practice, I've seen how mean girls can truly be to one another. Sometimes boys just take it out physically or it's just in the moment. But for girls, it extends out and they're, they continue to be mean towards each other over time. And it's a place of survival almost mm. socially yeah. for girls. There's a lot at stake. And so for us as parents, as a dad, I continuously am trying to affirm my daughter in genuine ways, not ways that are just empty words, 
But when I see her doing something well or I truly uh, see something is important to her and I can give affirmation within it, I look for that. And if she picked out, a, let's say, a pair of pants that uh, she picked out, I go, hey, that was a great choice. I love those pants. They're great on you. Uh, or if she uh, draws something, I'll make comments on things I like about the drawing. I don't just say, well, that's a great drawing. Hmm. I go, I love how you did this and how you chose to put this color. That's, that's, really, that's really neat how you chose that. Showing her identity as a person, her, her uniqueness, mm-hmm. is valuable to me as her dad. And I sometimes will stop her, look into her eyes, and with intensity say, do you know that I love you? Do you truly know that? And she goes, yeah, Dad, I do. <laughs> no, 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 but do you? Yeah. Because I'd give my life for you, and I want you to know that. And so for her to know the value and what she means to me is important for her to know that as she leaves the home. Sometimes she'll be driving off, and I'll wave by the window. I try to do that consistently to let her know I'm, I'm looking forward to her coming back. Yeah. And then I'll send her texts here and there mm-hmm. of a reassurance, something either funny that's connecting or something I remember that she's going to have that day to show that, hey, well, you told me I listened to and I value you. Make sure you're there to listen openly as well to your daughter. She yeah. talks about her insecurities. Mm-hmm. And just listen to them. You can't fix those. You just say, I wonder where they came from. And who gets those biggest votes yeah. in your life? We've talked about the yeah, votes. Yeah, I here. love I love the, the way you frame that. That's really a good tool. And uh, boy, there's so much here. And Josh and Christie's book is little. It's really powerful, and we do recommend it. What do I do with worry? Um, you can read through that with your younger child, and I think has some great conversations. You know, Danny, you were modeling kind of the conversations as they get older. Uh, what Do I Do With Worry is a terrific resource for younger kids. Get a copy of that book today when you make a monthly pledge to the Ministry of Focus on the Family or a one-time gift of any amount. Uh, those funds go into ministry that um, I can assure you is impactful around the world. We hear uh, stories of people being touched literally around the world from podcasts like this, from uh, articles that are written. Uh, be a part of the team. Support the work of Focus Uh, Join us in ministry, and uh, we'll say thanks for doing that by sending a copy of the book, What Do I Do With Worry? Details are in the show notes, and then we're also going to link in the show notes to the free parenting assessment. It's really one of the easiest, fastest uh, tools we have for you to kind of find out where am I at as a mom or a dad, and how can I do better? Uh, We want to encourage you, so please take advantage of that free parenting assessment. Uh, The link is in the show notes. Next time, Josh Straub addresses fears he wrestled with because of uh, things he experienced in his childhood and um, how that affects him today. You'll hear more as we continue the conversation. For now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.